1: Your favorite source for Chicago White Sox talk, delivering news, interviews, analysis, and more.
2: This is the Sox Machine Podcast with your hosts, Jim Margulis, James Feegan, and Josh Nelson. Thanks, Robin. Welcome to the Sox Machine Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Nelson, and it's February 20th, 2024, as we record this episode. Jim Margulis and James Fegan will join me for a future episode later this week, but the topic being discussed on this show is the Chicago White Sox South Loop Plans. Today, on Tuesday, February 20th, Jerry Reinsdorf arrived in Springfield, Illinois, to speak with Illinois Senate President Don Harmon and Illinois House Speaker Chris Welch. The Illinois politics media did get a chance to find Reinsdorf, and asked him questions about these meetings. Reinsdorf said about after meeting House Speaker Welch, quote, It went very well. Very pleasant. I'm not in the business of predicting. I hope he liked what we had to say, end quote. The Chicago White Sox released a statement on Tuesday night, quote, We recognize discussions about the 78 serving as the future home of the Chicago White Sox have generated a lot of excitement over the potential of the larger project's positive economic impact. We are mindful and respectful of the legislative process and wanted to travel to Springfield to meet personally with leaders. We are excited to share our vision and we appreciate their time and hospitality, end quote. Related Midwest also had a statement and they said, quote, we appreciated the time afforded to us by lawmakers in Springfield today. As we shared in the meetings, the 78 is a generational development and an investment in our hometown. It's personal to us and we are excited about the prospect of delivering the city's next great neighborhood while making a historic economic investment that'll bring over 10,000 construction jobs and 22,000 permanent jobs to our city and state. The long-term impact will be transformative creating a new riverfront neighborhood anchored by a state-of-the-art ballpark for generations of fans to enjoy and help enhance Chicago's place as a top destination. Illinois lawmakers started to make their feelings known about this proposal, and for the most part, we haven't heard from them, so it's been a little refreshing to get some insight. This tweet from State Representative Kelly Cassidy, which she represents the 14th District, which is on the north side of Chicago, She tweeted, let me see if I have this straight. Billionaire businessman doesn't like the last stadium we built for him and wants us to pay for a new one. Couldn't even bother with the usual not quite a billion demand and just going full Dr. Evil. Not a penny, pal. State Representative Will Davis from Homewood, Illinois, told the Chicago Tribune, quote, I get Mr. Reinstorf may be here talking to leadership, but leadership is going to have to have a serious conversation with rank and file members about something like that, particularly in a year when we've got a lot of pressing needs like school funding reform. And J.B. Pritzker, the governor of Illinois, will be having his state of the state announcement on Wednesday, February 21st. So, more than likely, we'll be hearing from the governor soon. And other Illinois representatives' stress talks are still in the discovery phase. Now we've heard from Illinois lawmakers, the Chicago White Sox, and related Midwest. Let's try and gain more clarity of what is being asked and the scope of the South Loop project. He broke the story this past Friday for Crane Chicago. It's Justin Lawrence. And Justin, thank you so much for joining the Sox Machine podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
2: Before we get into the details, because you broke the details on Friday for Cranes. In a few days, like on Tuesday, Jerry Reinsdorf is in Springfield speaking with lawmakers. On Wednesday, Governor J.B. Pritzker will be making his state of the state address and more than likely will be asked about this proposal. This plan seems to be moving very quickly, especially in the last month. Are you surprised at how fast and aggressive the push has been for this project from the White Sox and related Midwest?
1: Yeah, I. I think I am. I, I can kind of understand why they might be going being so aggressive, but yeah, I, I'm a little surprised by it. Um, you know, when the, so when the, the sometimes reported that they were, you know, in serious discussions, I kind of time has flown by. I forget exactly when that was maybe a month ago. Um, and kind of when that first happened, we had done some reporting on it as well. And, um, it seemed like it maybe it, towards the end of the year is when we really started to learn more about this, that it was unlikely that, that this would move in an election year right um and that that timetable has seemingly uh been jump-started to now um again we still haven't seen like a full like uh, a legislative package being introduced or anything but um it does seem that they are trying to move as as kind of swiftly as they can while being respective that uh you know legislators aren't just going to give them what they want as soon as they ask for it there's going to have to be negotiations and talks and that's if they're if they ever get, you know, anything close to what they want. Um, But yeah, I I guess my my question or answer to the original question is, yes, I am a little surprised at this point.
2: So what is Jerry Reinsdorf and Related Midwest? Like, what are they asking for on behalf of the Chicago White Sox in this Project 78?
1: Yeah, so they they are essentially asking, um, you know, for this entity, ISFA, the Illinois Sports Financing Authority, which paid for, operates, owns, guaranteed-rate field, um, they are essentially asking for the 2% hotel tax on Chicago hotels, you know, paid by visitors that come into the city, uh, that that be extended, and that the the current debt that ISFA owns, which is not just for guaranteed rate, but also the Soldier Field renovations, right, um, that that be kind of refinanced Scooped and tossed is is kind of the government parlance that we use for similar Chicago debt debt financing. Um, extended out thirty years, and then they would back it by another line of revenue, and that would allow, uh, you know, the roughly billion dollars that the Sox are after, um, to be freed up to pay for this new stadium. Um, the other big thing, and, and that I reported on Friday, is that that would be backed. This new debt would be backed by. Um, kind of what's called a tax overlay district and that is it would be some sort of uh, geographic ba- boundary around the proposed stadium in, in the south loop and that all the state's portions of the sales tax that's paid there for anything you know sa- uh, restaurant sales and alcohol sales and um, those kind of transactions would be used uh, to pay or to back this this next round of debt and by doing that adding that line of revenue to the debt, allows you to take out more debt, right? And, and get you the kind of numbers that Ryan is asking for.
2: So that follow-up to that, so all the sales tax mm-hmm. on this project, because they want to do condos, they want to do restaurants, they want to do bars, and of course, things that are sold at this new stadium. Are, are you saying like in this proposal, the state wouldn't get any of that money and it would go to the White Sox and Related Midwest to pay off their development?
1: Yeah, so it would be good. It would be right the state would not get it it would be se- separate you know put in a lockbox say um where it would flow immediately after that is still a little vague but it would be it would be separated and used to back that debt so it it might not have to be go anywhere immediately but in years where isfa is unable to pay its annual debt service because hotel taxes kind of take a dip or they just don't rise as much as they're expected then this new pot of money would be used to back that debt and make those payments or subsidize those payments uh that should that's a good you know that's part of the selling point of related in in the socks is because currently when hotel tax revenues fall below the annual debt service the city of Chicago's on the hook for that right so by doing this in a new way they get to say hey we're we're releasing you from that obligation. Isn't that great? And I'm sure the city would say, yes, it is great, but let's talk about, uh, let's talk about everything else. You know,
2: you did make a point in the article about how this proposal would help with the debt owed to soldier field. And Mm
1: -hmm.
2: man, that is a, that is a huge number. It's a very large number. What is owed left on soldier field. Why are the white Sox and related Midwest making this point in their proposal to help with that debt?
1: we should go back to when that debt was issued, right? In 2001, this was a deal kind of brokered under former mayor, Richard M. Daly. And the way that debt was structured is it was, essentially, ISFA has only been paying fi- or, you know the, uh, the interest cost on that debt, uh, and most all of the principal remains. So that's, they, they essentially backloaded the deal so that the hurt, the pain comes at the very end of it, right? Which, I mean, will be about 20 years after Richard M. Daly resigned as mayor, right? So it's it's he's not the first politician to structure a debt deal that way. But, you know, the, those payments are going to be a, a millions more than the hotel taxes is anticipated to grow to in those kind of last 10 years of that deal. So the city would be on the hooks. So that's what they're saying is... If you restructure the debt, they those debt payments smooth out, and the city won't be on the hook for potentially tens of millions of dollars a year um, to pay off that debt.
2: Yeah, because as you wrote in Cranes, it's estimated to be fifty five million in two thousand twenty three. You also point out that the hotel tax is only going to be paying about forty one million, so there's a fourteen million dollar gap for this upcoming fiscal year in two thousand and thirty two. Podcast listeners that increases to ninety million. So unless Chicago, in a few years, double its hotel revenue, and I know they're trying their very hardest, Justin, to bring in tourists into the city, uh, that's going to be a large chunk of Chicago's budget that they're going to have to redirect and help pay off Soldier Field. So it brings the attention to the hotel tax. To the best of your knowledge, how big of a sticking point is the hotel tax to Illinois lawmakers? Is this something that they would be okay extending?
1: I don't think that there will be much pushback to extending the hotel tax, right? That is a 2% hotel tax that's in place currently. And governments are usually, they usually don't rescind taxes that are currently in place, right? But that doesn't mean (laughs) that they would extend that hotel tax and obligate it to be dedicated to building a new stadium for the White Sox, right? Like that is, that is money that after the current debt is paid off could be used for any number of things that the city of Chicago prioritizes, you know, could be used to pay off our other debt. It could be used to pay down uh, pension obligations. It could be used to pay for affordable housing or, or violence prevention efforts or any of the streets, roads, uh, police officers, you know, anything that the city normally pays for. And, you know, a dollar taken for a stadium is a dollar taken away for, for those sorts of things.
2: Now, Related Midwest has already received $500 million in tip funds to develop the land. What is that money supposed to be for exactly?
1: OK, so they just a, a caveat. They have um, the city has already agreed to a redevelopment agreement, but that doesn't mean that they have received any money yet. Right. So got it. Um, but that, yeah, the 551 million would be used the biggest chunk of change. And, um, I'm trying to pull it up right now. I don't know the exact number, but it's for, it's like 350 million plus for a Chicago red line station or a CTA station, um, to be built kind of near the site. That's the biggest chunk of change. And then there's over a hundred million for, um, there's metro tracks that run through that site, right? That need to be moved to accommodate all this new, new construction. There's uh, road work, and then the biggest, or not sorry, not the biggest, but the last piece of this is kind of rebuilding the uh, riverfront seawall there um, to make it accessible to people to kind of interact with in a way that they, you know, no one cares too much of how a, a riverfront wall looks and a vacant piece of land, but if this is some new glitzy piece of property where people are going to be using it's, you know, get it so that it's accessible to, to people.
2: We know the White Sox would make money off this development, but how exactly would the state benefit from this deal?
1: Well, in addition to kind of this restructuring of the debt, what the team and related will, will say to the state when they ask and remember, this is them, what they will say. It's not what I would Argue, or what I am saying is that um, by by subsidizing this stadium, stadium, what you're going to undo is unlock the, I guess it would be about seven billion dollars in other private investment that would go into that site to build, um, you know, a mixed use, uh, affordable housing and uh, probably a lot less office space than was maybe envisioned previously because of the lessened demand for that, but commercial space, uh, bars, restaurants, a uh, public um, parking garage, the park space. Uh, so, it, it, you know, this, what they're saying is this site has been vacant for decades and the a new White Sox stadium represents an opportunity to kind of get things going over there. And, you know, that, that would be of appeal to the city and state to have that kind of new uh, kind of I don't know what you would call it, an appendage of the loop, right, to to provide some more living, get some more people down there. The city would love to um, convert some aging loop office buildings right now uh, into residential to get more people downtown Um, kind of all throughout the day, not just coming in for work, you know. So maybe they argue that that would help. But, yeah, they're essentially just saying, like, This site will probably remain vacant for much longer than it would if if we get a Sox stadium there.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
2: We did get some excellent questions from our Patreon supporters. As always, guys, thank you so much for your support. As in Rec wrote to us, the political climate in Springfield is different to when Jim Thompson, Mike Madigan, and Philip Rock helped fund the White Sox current stadium. Based on their actions to date, are JB Pritzker, Chris Welch, and Don Harmon likely to grant Jerry Reinsdorf the public funds he desires, Justin.
1: I think I think it's too early in the process to to definitive. Sl- we say, but yes, I mean that question is right. Things have changed. Uh, the climate is different. Uh, the attitude around the country about subsidizing these stadiums has kind of changed, mostly because you know, uh, economic study and academic study after academic study has said that the kind of economic development that they spur is is a little spur- spurious, I guess, and uh, people question that. That said, I mean these these. Stadiums around the country do continue to get some public support, um, so I wouldn't say it's a non-starter. Uh, JB Pritzker is governor. JB Pritzker has been, you know, not outright dismissive, but he certainly downplayed his desire to to give public subsidies to this. Um, obviously, as we record on Tuesday, Jerry Reinsdorf is has had meetings with state legislators today. Yeah. Um, they've come out of, you know, they're not exactly there's not a press conference this afternoon saying we all support this. You know, these are still sort of initial conversations. So I I think it's I think it's I am skeptical as well, but um ultimately a lot of these deals continue to happen, you know, so we'll see.
2: Yeah. Dan wants to know if there wasn't going to be a baseball stadium and let's say related Midwest or another developer wanted to use the site for like a high rise would that developer be asking for subsidies is this just par for the course for development in chicago
1: yeah so uh you know that tif is already in place right that that goes to subsidize infrastructure to make the site appealing to to tenants to come in and into the developer um so there is a subsidy there although it doesn't go to like new construction um you know the they weren't asking for a subsidy but related has been looking for some major Major action there for a while. Remember, this was one of the three sites considered for the Chicago casino. Um, so, and then at the same, you know, this process played out about two, two and a half years ago. And at the same time, they were saying then that like this casino is what is needed to unlock the rest of the development, right? So, until they have some sort of major, major client there, I, I think it's um, unlikely that anything gets going anytime soon but that could change you know the the real estate market's cyclical um if there's some growing demand for office space or at least like brand new office space returns then it would be easier to finance something to build there but uh we should remember that in 2019 when this tif was approved and the kind of zoning apparatus that was approved at the same time you know they weren't envisioning a casino or a stadium it was all commercial office space and, and residential living space. Um, but the the demand for commercial office space has just cratered and they haven't been able to do anything there for the last four years.
2: Bob wants to know about the environmental cleanup costs of the 78 land. Is that going to be part of this 551 or is that going to be an additional cost that Related Midwest is going to have to front?
1: That's a really good question. I do... I can't answer it perfectly. I'm sorry. I don't think that it's in it's there's not environmental cleanup in that five hundred and fifty-one million. It's it's for those hard infrastructure costs. Um that would have been something that was worked up with the city in twenty nineteen. And I don't know exactly the cost, you know, who's who's fronting all that. Um since it's not in the RDA in that agreement with the city, I I would Kind of suspect that related has been doing that work, but, um, just don't hold me to that.
2: David, I think poses a really good question. And this is a question that I have, like after getting the information that we've had, and he points out that after the state of Illinois helped out Jerry Reinsdorf for new Comiskey field, currently guarantee rate field, Reinsdorf financed the United center himself. And David's wondering, is that just too much to ask for a new ballpark because it's so much larger and expensive today? And also because there's no Michael Jordan, which helped Reinsdorf's case back in the 90s. And I think to David's point, the White Sox are not very good right now. So it's kind of weird to see a team that lost 101 games all of a sudden ask for a billion dollars to build a new stadium.
1: That's an interesting way to frame it. I don't, I was kind of wondering something similar today is like, I wonder if there's any academic. Research that shows subsidies—you uh, know—the correlation between tax subsidies for stadiums and and team success. You know, maybe it's easier to to make that pitch when you're winning and you're bringing home championships and filling the seats. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I obviously the the Bulls were all the rage back then. It was uh, so much public su- support behind them. Um, the White Sox, you know, they they have not been. The, the model of success and over the last, you know, what, 18 years since 2006, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know how much that would help. I mean, I think that they will argue and and for their their hopes, like they, they'll just try to make it a, about economic development and about um, why the taxes make sense and try to keep it out of whether or not it means that they'll bring in a winner. Um, so I don't know. That's an interesting uh, question.
2: I think what's on everyone's mind. So after J.B. Pritzker speaks on Wednesday and he says, absolutely not. The state is not going to give Jerry Reinsdorf a billion dollars to develop project 78 for a new baseball stadium. Do you have any insight of what the possible backup plan then is for the White Sox and related Midwest? If they're not going to get state help to develop this land.
1: Uh, that you're you're kind of taking me beyond my reporting so far and and beyond kind of what we have
2: okay so you haven't heard i
1: mean you know people have speculated um you know i mean they do have a they do have a lease a guaranteed rate field right uh so in the media term the things probably wouldn't change um but if they're floating uh or at least there's, you know, talk of, of building up those uh, parking lots around the stadium Then, you know, maybe their backup plan is to say, hey, it would, it would cost a lot less money to do some renovations and so give us some revenue from building up those parking lots. But that's, that's more speculation than reporting and I don't like to get too far out ahead of my reporting before I say anything
2: i i totally understand and the way things have been progressing with this particular project i am sure you will have something new to report on in the upcoming days if not weeks and just how escalating this entire project and this idea has been again just a month ago it's like oh they're thinking about going to south loop and then a month later we have renderings uh we have a we have an ask of how much money it's going to be it's crazy and how quickly it has moved
1: compare that to the Chicago bears right who have kind of been flirting with a move to Arlington Heights or maybe they're back in the city for for seemingly forever it's been about 2 years so um you know going forward let's uh let's remember that these are two teams asking for for this uh money and they'll have to fight over it a little bit.
2: Well you can follow Justin on Twitter he's at just10chicago and read his excellent coverage at crane chicago. Justin, thank you so much for your time breaking down this South Loop project.
1: Great, thanks for having me on.
2: That will do it for this episode of the Sox Machine Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can subscribe to the Sox Machine Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, such as Spotify and Apple Music. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtubecom Machine and follow us on social media. We're at Sox Machine on all the platforms. You can follow me at Sox Machine underscore Josh. And of course, follow James Feigen at JR Feigen. When there's more news about the Chicago White Sox plans or more reaction from state government about this billion dollar proposal, we'll be covering that on SoxMachine.com. If you enjoy our work and you want to help support Sox Machine, you can by signing up at Patreon.com slash Machine. Patreon subscribers will receive full access of our work on the Chicago White Sox, such as James's work right now, down in Arizona, and we are getting ready for the regular season, and he's going to be traveling for some road series, and that is made possible by our Patreon subscribers. We have additional perks as well, as we have different tiers of support, depending on how much you love our work and how much you want to help support Sox Machine. The impressions that we have gotten and the instant feedback since adding James has been overwhelming in a positive way thank you guys so much for your support it's going a long way in helping us improve our coverage of the Chicago White Sox again you can sign up at patreon.com slash Sox Machine the Sox Machine podcast is a production of SoxMachine.com you're on for all the things Chicago White Sox baseball and part of the Blue Wire podcast network I'm Josh Nelson thanks for listening and watching